It's Thursday, October 4, 2018. We have successfully completed negotiations to terminate and replace NAFTA. Big oil is a big winner in Trump's new NAFTA trade deal. We don't typically see this. Two simultaneous Category 5s now spinning in the Pacific. The first ever container ship crosses the Arctic as sea ice hits new lows. Plus, we've been you know, quite pleasantly surprised and, and would encourage more of this technology into the grid. Tesla's big battery in South Australia succeeding beyond all expectations. All of those great expectations and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. I wish Rex Tillerson was still there. I, I never I, thought I'd be saying, where's the guy from Exxon? <laughs> This is your Green News Report. Jesus, doesn't Chevron have someone who can step into that administration? Okay, Desi Doyen, I was shocked, shocked to learn that big oil was the big winner in the new NAFTA deal. Yeah, who could have thought? In the Trump administration's new trade deal with Mexico and Canada to replace NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, there is some good news. The agreement drops a provision called the Investor State Dispute Settlement, which allows multinationals to sue sovereign governments for the loss of future profits from new policy changes like new pollution. Regulations. So oil companies can't sue the U.S. if the U.S. decides they ever wish to start putting a carbon tax out, for example. Well, not exactly. The what? bad news is that there's a carve-out for energy companies. Uh-huh. According to financial journalist David Dayan in a recent broadcast, the fossil fuel carve-out, however, is limited to only current contracts. It's essentially a hedge against the new incoming Mexican president from renationalizing the oil and gas sector. It, it definitely is a carve-out, but damages for expected future profits could not be recouped. Only concrete damages. So there's that. Meanwhile, the Trump administration is taking its attack on public health to new levels this week, proposing or preparing to propose weakening regulations that protect the public from toxic mercury pollution from coal-fired power plants, weakening regulations that limit how much radiation you're allowed to be exposed to, and loosening more offshore drilling regulations. Meanwhile, the extremes of 2018 continue. Thanks to unusually warm ocean waters in the Pacific, Typhoon Wolaka and Super Typhoon Kong Ray are the first two major typhoons to simultaneously achieve Category 5 intensity since 2005. Kong Ray? Kong Ray. Okay. Plus, Typhoon Wolaka makes 2018 only the fourth season ever on record to see eight or more major hurricanes by October 1st. That Pacific Ocean warmth has also prompted NOAA to predict that we may see another El Nino hitting the U.S. in the coming months, and that could goose global temperatures and fuel even more extreme weather. How many El Ninos are we going to have? It's like every year now we have another El Nino. And you're right. It is unusual to have one this close to the last one, which was just two years ago. NASA announced this week that the Arctic sea ice minimum, which measures the extent of sea ice at the end of summer, was the sixth lowest ever recorded. Recorded, the 12 lowest minimums have all occurred in the last 12 years. Totally a coincidence. The month of September also marked the passage of the first ever commercial container ship through the Arctic Ocean, made possible by the melting of Arctic ice. 
More container ships mean more pollution. But there is some good news. A new international agreement signed this week in Greenland now bans commercial fishing in much of the Arctic Ocean for at least the next 16 years. It protects vast areas that have opened up due to man-made global warming. It's intended to prevent, for now, the overfishing seen in other parts of the world, even as climate change causes major fish species to move farther north as the planet warms. Has the U.S. signed on to that treaty? Yes, it has. What happened there? How did they miss that one? What's going on? Is Donald Trump okay? Finally, uh, remember that big battery that Tesla installed in South Australia? I on a, do, yes. On that bet from CEO Elon Musk? Yes. Well, Tesla's big battery farm, it stores clean energy generated by a wind farm. And since going into service nearly a year ago, it has repeatedly stabilized the electric grid, preventing blackouts as the province's aging coal plants have broken down. ABC Australia reports that the battery farm is exceeding all expectations. The naysayers said it was a waste of money, but this big battery is already playing a key role in stabilising the grid. And it's doing so with a speed, precision and agility that's never been seen before. Conventional generators can't match the way the battery makes small adjustments to power supply to keep the grid at the right frequency. Australia energy market operators like the big battery so much, they're calling for more of them to be installed. Oh, big coal and big natural gas are not going to be happy about that. Nope. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Do you come from a land down under?